Hello, Tom. Hey, Sphere. How you doing? All right. How are you? Okay. <laughs> Should we really get one of these, like, intros? Do, 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 do. Oh, I don't well, know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. If that feels weird to me. I do want... Um, I don't know if you've seen it. All of the things. Yeah. <laughs> all of the things. All of them. No. No. I really do want one of those... Um, you know those boxes where, like, people trigger sound effects? Like, <laughs> yes. And then Westwood bomb. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all about that yeah. yes let's do that but yeah anywho <laughs> let's get on with this um so i'm kind of excited about this because hopefully it's not going to end in us like questioning the the moral meaning aspe- of life yeah the meaning of life or the moral aspects of capitalism or no or like wanting a new economic model or, or whatever hopefully we can Put that this is just going to be some good old fashioned fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to talk about cults today. It's been on the list for a minute, for a minute. By no means are we experts, and there's I think I there's one expert in particular, Stephen Hassan, who is he who himself was in a cult uh, and came, and kind of he says deprogrammed himself. He came out of it after a fatal car accident, and he hadn't um, slept because he was in this cult where if he didn't basically it was like a fundraising thing we'll get into like all the different kind of tropes of cults and the the things they all have in common one of which is that it's a kind of money it's all about money like get money mm-hmm. and you as the recruits are trying to recruit more people and trying to get and fundraise and if you didn't fundraise in this particular instance he he wasn't allowed to sleep yeah so during a sleep deprivation where he hadn't slept in four days he then was driving and and crashed into a into Wait, a tractor. four day sleep deprivation yeah you weren't allowed to sleep if you didn't raise a, at least a hundred dollars each a day and he had been promoted to a leader by this point but he wanted to, he felt it was only fair that if he subjected his followers to the, or his kind of team to that that he would do it himself yeah so he anyway long story short he had a near fatal car accident and he had to be in the hospital for a few weeks and that was long enough that he was not subjected to the daily indoctrination mm-hmm. and that but, but that's only because he was you know stuck in a hospital bed for three weeks or something yeah and it was only then where he started to basically have some time to himself where he it occurred to him that he might want to call his sister the only person that he hadn't shunned from his life uh because everyone else in his life or his family had said he was in a cult so he immediately rejected them which yeah. is another trait of cults is that you reject people that don't agree with your views his sister incidentally was the only person that didn't outwardly say you're in a cult and i think that was a really smart it makes kind of me tactic think of those you know those network marketing scams where you have to recruit people and like um, yeah like for example there's a product but it's not really about the products it's about being a seller and you need to recruit people on your team to be yeah it's a sell- pyramid scheme yeah, pyra- yeah. yeah those pyramids and then they're yeah. like if you talk if if you say oh that's a network marketing scheme or something they're like block those people yeah yeah no yeah. negativity that's some cultish behavior yeah. too so anyway so he uh deprogrammed himself and then became a author of many books on cults and um most recently he created a book called the cult of trump which we'll get into um but i think just kind of learning about his story and and, and uh, a few others that have created sort of you know different academic work around it or they've created organizations to help people get out of cults i think it's a really interesting psychological kind of frame and 
the thing that I've liked most from learning about all of this over the last however many years is that no one is exempt from it yeah necessarily um, and we like to think of cults people who've, who get into cults as kind of you know low iq or stupid or yeah. suggestible and it's actually not the case um people that join cults can are, are typically very intelligent um they're optimistic by nature they believe in a better world and they will typically be in a kind of vulnerable moment in their life, mm -hmm. which is when they're most susceptible to obtaining that kind of message. Yeah. So if you combine all of that together, you're likely to, you can see why someone might step into a conversation with someone who's really lovely and optimistic too, yeah. and says, oh, I found a way of living that's really great. You should come along to this meeting or whatever. And the next thing you know, you know, you've shunned all of your friends and family, you're living in a different place, you've quit your job or you've sold all your possessions or yeah. all of your assets to pay for this thing or you're fundraising for this thing. Um, but when I say vulnerable moment in your life, it's not, it could be that, you know, you had a breakup or that you moved to a different place. Yeah. Or searching for some kind of meaning or something. Not, or, yeah, or, yeah, or even just like, you know, you just had, you're kind of going through a transition in your life. Um, or you've just dealt with a bereavement yeah. or you know something something's happened where you're kind of particularly vulnerable right um because I'd, I'd imagine like a cult can offer somebody like a sense of belonging totally or like a yeah. sense of purpose because sometimes i think about on a more superficial level when they, when they when people are like in cults so to speak with inverted commas because they love a particular brand. For example, if yes. you're the cult of the Apple iSheep or yeah, yeah, like yeah. Samsung people or something like, and yeah. then they, they're like, yeah, we're team Samsung or we're team Apple for life yes. or whatever. Like, it's just, yeah, I, I, I can see how, yeah, I get the vulnerability thing. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting thing you've mentioned that because like a big, a big kind of a characteristic of someone who, is in a cult is that you're um or, or just the way to differentiate between cults and other things yeah uh, particularly religion a lot of people like to say cults are really basically new religions or yeah. religions are old cults or religions are cults where the, the people have died the yeah. leaders have died right yeah i've heard that one <laughs> yeah and like i think that it's a really reductive approach to yeah. religion firstly it's Again, very dismissive I'll, I'll keep saying that we need yeah. to do a conversation about religion because it gets uh. yeah i just think it's really <laughs> anyway. tom's most uncomfortable I know, topic I know, I know. <laughs> but i think the big thing the big difference between a cult and a religion um is that well there's a few differences the first difference is ask yourself what would happen if you were to leave that religion yeah typically when you leave a, when you leave a religion you're the people want you to stay, but they're not going to hold it against you if you leave. Whereas in a cult, you're going to be kind of ganged up, ganged up on, or um, they will shun you if you leave. I could argue, and obviously I'm, I'm religious, so take it with a grain of salt, but I could argue that um, some religious sects and denominations um, can cross over into the cult. I can see like the... the, crossover. the yeah, the crossover and the... Like, I feel like... So there was. Yeah, so this can, is the thing. It can so go down that path. There's there's <clears throat> some sects of religion of m m major religions that have delved into 
all devolved into cults yeah. you, and, and they, they meet the criteria. Yeah. So the criteria being that if you, if you leave, there are consequences, yeah. like real serious consequences to your safety or your um, social networks or your health. Yeah. Um, says that. The other thing is that in religion, t- typically, yes, you follow a tenet, you know, you follow kind of a scripture or there is, you know, principles that you follow, mm-hmm. but you're encouraged to ask questions about yeah. those things. And you're still There's encouraged to have, yeah, to have free, free thought yeah. and to ask questions or if, or to state whether you disagree. Yeah. And then there's always healthy debate in, in yeah. certain, between religious sects or even between people within the same sects of religion or denominations of religion. So you'll forever see that in major religions, yeah. that there's going to be different uh, takes on things. Whereas in cults, it's one way or the, or the highway. You yeah. can't, you can't there you diversify. Yeah. As far as like, it's like once the you're indoctrinated, message. you have to follow our doctrines or yes. or else. So, and I'm just going to kind of like that's another criteria to kind of help people understand the difference. The other one is that um, in religion, you really don't have to pay to be there. Yeah, a big a big <laughs> you can common, get guilt tripped into like you pay, can tie yeah. right and like <laughs> donate, but you're not. The it's not incumbent on you to around. do that. Whereas in cults, there is. There is this common theme that comes up where you're expected to fundraise for the for the comp- uh, organization yeah. or or give of your wealth to extortionate kind of amounts yeah. like sell your house That's or pay or take out a loan. And again, you can see and I think we watched we watched this where there was the the church um, with the one the BBC documentary you mentioned. No, the one that we watched together that you know about going clear. No, the church in London. Oh, Spack Nation. Spack Nation. Sorry, yeah. Sorry. So that's how you know that 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 sort of oh, delves that into one that. Was really bad. Making people um, sign up for job seekers or making making people sign up for benefits in yeah. their name so that they can get money or um, like making them loans. take out loans to yeah. to pay for it. That's when you know that it's becoming that something went else. Way too far. Whereas a religion never asks anything of you. Yeah, and like, Re- you like pay, truly paying your paycheck, and then they will pay for you, and you like they basically gang you up in in a house where they like yes. it, yeah, it, yeah, it was a hot mess. So you so usually in a call is money involved. Religion, you're encouraged to be charitable, but they yeah. don't specify where, right? So like, not to be I mean, well, we're both biased. We're both religion rel- religious. In Islam, for example, there's a concept of zakat, charity. It doesn't specify, but you have to give it to your mosque or anything like that. It's just charity. You decide what you want to do I can also, I have an example as well. Um, So you dropped the word tithing. So in Christianity, there's the principle of tithing. But if you actually look at the actual text and the context around it, it was, it's talking about like grain or like storing, like, um, f- like the harvest food bank. yeah and yeah. The, the whole point was there was 12 tribes and one of the tribes couldn't work because they were busy like looking after the food and stuff so everybody gave a portion to look after that specific yeah, yeah, group yeah. and then it's now been twisted like it's been twisted in a way that whereby people are saying oh no that was like the money of their time and so we need to do the same thing and it's but, it's, but with the money dollar yeah exactly mm-hmm. and it's like but no there's like mentions of gold and which would have been the money currency, yeah exactly yeah. yeah 
and that's not to say that uh, giving um, money is not yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's not to say that there isn't like a principle of giving within Christianity but I keep hearing this the the mention of of that specific well um, I think things in religions get twisted no doubt but like the same I, we've talked about hijab in the few last yeah. few oops, and like that's got twisted but yeah I think generally though there isn't there's a there's an idea of charity but it yeah. doesn't it's not like you can't be in this religion yeah. unless you pay some x amount out of your paycheck yeah. or give us a monetary value right the other big thing and this was this one helped me to understand the differentiation plus it's better if you give of your own free will just generally but that's what religion yeah. is it's free will you're free to join you're free to leave yeah. that's the whole point but the big thing is you don't have to cut friends out if they don't believe the same thing you do yeah. so if you're in a religion i i myself am muslim i'm friends with jewish people christian people actually most of my friends are atheist which yeah. if you're in a cult that would be do you know what i'm saying so um so yeah if, if you have friends that are in other places then that is a good sign that you're in a kind of in a religion and not so much of a cult um but that like you said oh and the last thing is that most religions don't have secrets so in a cult typically this the the kind of meaning of the of of life or the secret to the universe or yeah. the purpose of the cult is reserved for the the few people at the top yeah so um whereas in religion the scriptures there you can say it's bs if you want to but it's there it's not, it's yeah. there for the taking you know the exact same thing as the priest who knows the exact same thing as the as the pope like it it doesn't it's all available yeah, right it's all laid um out. whereas in cults there's you know scripture or um documents or texts yeah. that are kind of Special like reserve exactly and then that's when people get manipulated is that you will if you do this thing for me we can give you access to this there's always that uh, sense this, this of other like, aspects of the knowledge yeah, like being in being, being on in the, the crowd yeah, on the inside or being yeah as you said part of the in crowd or yeah like, so in cults like just, a separation of like normal people and pe members exactly whereas in religions once you've taken the, the shahada or yeah. you've given your life to christ or you've converted and like whatever it is um you are in there's yeah. no there's no other kind of qualifiers whereas when you join a cult there's there's now you're now beginning the journey and yeah. you're still not you're not saved yet like you've got to do other things yeah, like fundraise it. or or th there's sex cults you've got to yeah. sleep with the leader like all of this kind of stuff um before you can get access to more knowledge yeah. or get access to the privileges of being in a cult yeah. like kind of upgrading or being promoted it's in like some way. it's all it's very transactional there's yeah. always like you have to and there's the further up you go the the further there is to fall yeah so there's there's never a kind of psychological safety that like you're always if you do a misstep typically like there's cult in cults you're encouraged to tell on each other yeah um you know they're spying yeah, yeah kind of stuff like that so hopefully that gets people to understand the difference between cults and religions yeah. um another thing to mention is that i guess what what's the purpose of a cult why does something and and actually you've mentioned that you know some sects of religions become cults and you can say that al-qaeda or isis are you know a ex perfect example of that where they kind yeah, of like pledge offshoots, allegiance yeah. to this one thing and then and the other thing too is like this idea that the ends justify the means yeah. so if i go and kill a bunch of people 
in a suicide bomb like attempt that I've justified the means because I'm now going to go to paradise. When you know this kind of framework, you could then go back and look at yeah. different like situations. you know situations yeah. and I see whether that was because if you've pledged allegiance to this one leader and you've and you think the ends justify the means no matter yeah. what um if even if it leads to self destruction yeah. or destruction of others then yeah you can make a case for sure right the other thing too is um if you're unable to see that or even perceive that there's a possibility that the leader that you follow yeah could be bad or wrong so um a good example is trump yeah uh we'll get into why he plays into this in any any kind of way what turned a businessman into a cult leader we'll get into it but a big thing is that you know he is um espoused as this person that's trying to end child pedophilia Mm -hmm. and stuff like that where he himself has criminal cases against him for raping a 13 year old and being you know sexually assaulting women and that kind of stuff and you know countless cases of of this so how can someone who himself has tried to pay off a lawsuit and tried to settle a lawsuit around or I think did settle around raping a 13 year old and then people so they can't see that he's wrong do you yeah. see what I'm saying? So that there's when you can't perceive the leader to have any is, flaw yeah. or hold him accountable in any way, that's when you know you're somewhat programmed. There's that haunting line that he says that a lot of people quote. Um, I think it was in the lead up to the 2016 campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that I can shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and I could get away with it. Yeah, yeah. Like he and knows then people. And instead of seeing that as like morally corrupt, people think that that's inspired. They'll always twist it to be a positive. Yeah. Oh, he's like a really self-assured guy or, oh, he's got confidence, whatever it that might be. That quote speaks volumes, honestly. Because yeah. it's like he knows he has the people in the palm of his hands, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And like, Well, he's also them- got the privilege and the money to be able to get out of jail yeah. if he needed yeah, to. Yeah, there's that too. But it's just, like, I guess I'm trying to think his followers, they hear that and it doesn't sink in for them or do they just see it as like, a show a sign of strength for do you get what i'm saying like yeah. how how did his followers receive that message because to everybody on the outside they're horrified by that notion well this is how you know that you're being indoctrinated or programmed yeah. in some ways that you will conveniently you know twist or justify whatever is said or done by yeah. the leader by the the leader and i think it's worth mentioning too that it is kind of like a pyramid scheme it's yeah. a, it's a structure there's a person at the top there's maybe a couple of their minions that sit underneath that yeah. kind of you know maybe do all the operational stuff and then <laughs> like it Gerard kind of goes Kushner. down and down <laughs> yeah yeah and and then there's the rest of us that kind of sit in it and and sort of follow blindly yeah. and the big thing with cults is that there's you know this idea that it, it ultimately controls people's behavior controls the information that they see or have access to uh, and aims to control their emotions and their thoughts yeah. and demands total obedience so Hashtag like we said news. It, de- it demands that they don't question anything yeah. um, or or ask questions even uh, that's the same thing question, question anything or have differing views or call something out when they see it um, and the craziest thing is is like people think they're being defiant like but it's really just they're really I feel like they don't realise how submissive they're being 
by asking peeps not to to question their views if, if yeah yeah it's kind of infantilizing people like yeah. stay in your lane because um, i'd imagine they just see it as like um i'm devoted i'm i am like i'm a part of this i'm yeah I, like but I'm, they also what by doing that uh, the thing that's asked of you yeah. it, without saying it explicitly is i need you to put your your consciousness aside i need yeah. you to put your your personality aside yeah. bury that because i the need logic you to of focus this, yeah exactly the logic of what this person is saying right now is not important what's important yes. is you follow my will follow my will and that we are doing this for a reason we're yeah. doing this for to achieve utopia or achieve world peace yeah, or achieve world, world domination like yeah. whatever it is and and when you couple that with being a somewhat um you know optimistic person or try, or wanting to believe in a better world yeah you will and you know coupled with being in a vulnerable state so yeah i mean the thing with this too is like people get controlled at the further you go in and or it's it's never you can never really take a breath and it's only when people kind of deprogram that they come out of the haze yeah and have to resettle and it takes them it can take up to years for people to come back to the to the, the world the real world mentally and and there's massive trust issues that come out of it. Um, there's guilt if you yourself recruited people and mm. now you can't get them out. Uh, there's massive implications if you brought your family into the equation or your family brought you in and you, you know, you've now left or they've now left. And you, typically with cults, you, you know, you can't associate yourself with people that aren't in the cult. Yeah. So now you said goodbye to your family. Like it's this whole thing. Um, it's, it is really tragic. Um, but I think what yeah like I said like what what's helpful to understand is that it's not um, you know people the people that join aren't stupid it's It's not like it's a lost cause there is always hope to like come out of these things just on that whole like um, notion of like for example separating yourself from people that aren't in the cult and stuff Mm. I feel like it's very easy to fall into that trap because we're constantly told like surround yourself with like-minded people (laughs) and there's all like uh, if if someone's not serving or adding any value to your life cut them out like there's all of these this messaging on a general level so when you're like I guess swept into one of these cults and then like you hear a, a message like varying on or varying on that like yeah. it's very easy because it's like we've already I don't know it's like the dog whistle being blown like we, we've already had this message like subliminally sold to us that we should cut people out or yeah. goodbye or like yeah. um, to goodbye the left. toxicity yeah to yeah. the left to the left like yeah. all of your things in the past like I could come up with so many like um probably yeah I can come up with so many songs or movies or acts of like people like just diminishing or just you know yeah chopping stuff down and feeling a sense of liberation uh like from yeah. cutting people out like Ari I, I can't do the song right now I was gonna say R-E-S-P-E-C-T find out what it means to me whatever but you get what I'm saying it's been there from day dot so I can I can see how easy it is to fall into that trap yeah. Was that Aretha Franklin or? Yes, it was. Okay, yeah. Good for you. I remember. Um, do you want to tell us about? We've got so we've got four cults here, and we wanted to talk about them. Yeah. Do you want to go? Do you, do you want me to start? Yeah, you start. And okay. I'll, I'll, I've only got um, one, but you're gone. I don't know if I want to talk about this one. It's kind of weird. I'll go no, through go it quickly. On. I'm, I'm intrigued. So you this one. Weird. So this one is the one that Steve Hassan fell into. Um, it's called the Moonies. 
which is actually called the unification of something something United States like the unification church something like that um where basically this guy from South Korea it's, it's like it just sounds it sounds insane when you read it out but oh basically this 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 guy this kid he's not a kid he started this thing this church and by the way it's it's worth mentioning that they love to call themselves churches because it adds legitimacy that's yeah. something worth saying but anyway so he well to be fair to him he thought he was the messiah so he thought that Jesus kind of gave him the bat passed the baton yeah. and said come on you're the next one up come on son yeah. he's his name's son um come on mr moon go on live yeah. live it out yeah so he and he started this thing in the 50s 60s uh and he believed <laughs> jesus anointed him to carry out his work yeah um and he amassed around two hundred thousand plus followers worldwide so it's not and this, this is, is no big feat no small days. feat pre-internet days pre-internet bear, bear that one in mind to, uh, over, <laughs> over a few decades mind you um that was it the unification church of the united states yeah um so the re so well he didn't start in the united states he started in south korea and japan yeah. but the, the he he caught big wins in the u.s because his whole thing was to be around um anti-communism okay so that you can imagine during the cold war times this is like music to the u.s ears oh because wait this would have been during the backdrop of um the vietnam war which a lot of people yeah. took issue with and if i'm not mistaken vietnam was a commune i don't know if yeah. they still are they're a co they communist state like i know they've got the whole red flag situation going on Country. but i don't know if that's synonymous mm. with them being subscribing to that worldview you love to start anecdotes about things you haven't researched that's like that's three times this podcast alone. <laughs> it just popped in my head. We're just gonna put some shit in the description. Okay, I'm gonna quickly Google it. It's, <laughs> no, it's arm. off. It's off topic, bro. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that that provided anyway, the backdrop for people to potentially fall into. Well, that. he no, not even that. It's just that the United States was anti-communist. Yeah. Obviously, that he himself was anti-communist. His church, that was like their big thing. So then the United States audience really responded well to it. And they were like, oh, come over here. Like basically set up, set up your, oh, good for you. Yeah. Set up your so franchise. Right. Um, and his big thing that he was known for was mass weddings. So you'd have thousands of people in a, in a stadium and marry them all together at once. And it caught up quite a bit of interest, let's say, yeah. from the media. That's a massive stunt yeah and like most of the people genuine relationships or? no some of them well genuine in the sense that they believed in him so much that if he put you with that other person you would just blindly go marry them oh my and days. you wouldn't meet them till the day of yeah and you can say oh that's basically arranged marriages well yeah. no in arranged marriages for the most part the there's, parents there's have done a bit of vetting <laughs> and know who the person is whereas there's none of that and he you just put your faith blindly into him yeah and then he sets you up with someone and you meet on the day and you get married um so the media caught up a lot of this um and he was also known obviously for the anti-communist stuff he his whole thing was that uh this he wanted only korean to be spoken in the world um that all other religions should be abolished and that he basically called for world domination um and he didn't do too bad of a job when he had you know hundreds of thousands of people and the likes of Steve and Hassan, you know, yeah. just a normal American kid who gets swept into it. He was 19 when he got swept so wait, into it. So this guy learned Korean off um, of the back of this? 
I'm not sure actually. Okay. I didn't check if he like went and learnt it, but um, you know, and then like this whole thing about fundraising and recruiting. Um, they were taught techniques to try and recruit people, so kind of staring into your eyes and like trying to grab your attention, like kind of staring into your soul, kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, and like trying to see who the right people to recruit would be, like yeah. kind of some real, you know, creepy stuff. Like, yeah. Um, and they made people. Uh, sort of donate money donate all the money they could to save their ancestors souls from hell that was their thing so your ancestors souls are in hell you need to give us money to to save them and then a lot of people that went to leave the cult would then have uh, create lawsuits to try and get their money back and to no avail yeah money um so that's kind of their deal uh he died in his 90s in 2012 so he had a good run um, but he's still got a son. That oh wait, he is kept going till till t- he till didn't. He couldn't no longer. Yeah, um, I think it's still a thing. It's just I haven't seen that it's like disbanded. So yeah, maybe it's not as strong as it used to be. Do you want to tell us about your your cult? Oh okay, so <laughs> my one's an obvious one, which a lot of people probably know about. Um, and believe it or not, I've actually had two personal encounters with this particular cult um, so obviously I'm talking about not obviously but I'm talking about Scientology let's get it um, and by the way if you want to watch a, watch a great um, documentary on Scientology I highly recommend Going Clear Going Clear uh, is that the one so with John good. Sweeney because I know John Sweeney did two um, I think two panorama um, episodes for BBC which think... are awful, also worth watching no I think this was created by a guy in the US okay. uh, but I think John Sweeney featured in Going Clear as well because obviously his um, his panorama piece was like prolific went around the world highly acclaimed and stuff um, but yeah he's in it and then there's also the one with Louis Farouk where he does the um, yeah, is it? Uh, there's a, been a few documentaries. A you're right. Yeah, there's like a, a handful of them. They're yeah. all worth watching. But out of the the bunch, I'd say watch Going Clear, because the basic premise is, um, it's Hannah. I don't want to spoil it. It's they do something really cool. I'll put the trailer in the description. Yeah. All right. So okay, started by Elron Hubbard. Um, he was a science fiction author who created a book called Diagnetics. More on that later. Um, and it was kind of seen as like their, like not instruction manual, but like their Bible did, of like. Did you see? Did you say it was science fiction? Yeah, he was yeah. a science fiction author, okay. so he which, would. Which should like speak volumes. Yeah, like, that's not a great start. Like, yeah, I'm not, not gonna <laughs> take your word, surely. Yeah, I thought. Surely. Hey ho! And then he also as well had a massive fascination, and it came out through the cult with um, the navy. Yeah, (laughs) he was super into it. He wanted to be a captain. Like he had this whole thing going. Yeah, so it's just yeah, and there'll be like people like paying their dues and like trying to earn respect and like they would. um, I think they were called like what do they call the Sea Org? Yeah, the Sea Org. That's it. Yeah. So there's loads of organization. Yeah, there's loads of like navy references and there's lots of military style. Yeah. um, uh, Not regalia. What's the term? lots of military style visuals um yeah so <laughs> he basically he um he was famed for creating um this thing called the bridge um which was seen as a, a series of steps to reach an enlightenment and 
his version of what they call enlightenment was called going clear going clear yeah so each <laughs> so love it be laughing because there's people that are still stuck in this um so it's actually quite powerful because it's one of those ones where it blurs the lines between like being absolute bs but then actually having some fundamental skills that you should take forward in your life mm. so it's it's seen as like it starts off that way about self-improvement yeah it's, yeah it's very yeah. very big on self-improvement so, at first yeah so they <laughs> they help you overcome like issues and challenges and like you, you constantly have to like confess um to like yeah the higher ups and stuff um, and give them more and more information about your life and then exchange to the point where you, they have all of your yeah. skeletons yeah, exactly. all of your dirty laundry you think that they're, they're helping you through your challenges and stuff yeah and, whereas and you could just go get a therapist yeah exactly for the amount you're it, paying yeah it quite literally that's all it is it's literally just a therapy session but meanwhile they're just extracting all of that information and they're just storing it in the bank ready to use against you yeah exactly um, and to do all of this you have to pay money right yeah exactly yeah because there's different steps and stuff and then i don't want to spoil it but if you watch the documentaries like once you reach a certain stage i think they they had a problem whereby people were reaching the ultimate stage too quickly so they had to go and create like more levels yeah more levels and it just it just kept snowballing and And they made the levels more expensive yeah exactly yeah um and then (laughs) And then the big, the reason why there's a lot of controversy around them is because obviously um, people have given up so much money. They've like no, communi- not when you say so much, like hundreds of thousands yeah, exactly, of, yeah. of dollars to take these classes, and like, and then you go to the next level, and then They're you have to take more classes. Do, like there's slave slave work going yeah, on. Yeah, if you as go well. to the Sea Org, yeah, because you're, you're like not paid. cleaning the camps and yeah, all of cleaning this and the that. floors with a toothbrush. Um, and then yeah so the reason why they got like all the attention that they have now is because they somehow i think it's now been taken away but they somehow got um classified as a church yeah which then enabled them to um basically get massive tax release tax reliefs yeah Um, well they're just exempt yeah and they own tons of property like all around the world even here in london like they own they own this like castle-looking building opposite um, the Tate Modern. Yeah. And it literally looks like a castle, and it's like that's their headquarters in the UK. Huh. Um, and then they also have like a Dianetics Centre in Tottenham Court Road, which is where you had your encounter. Yeah. So okay, I'll I'll quickly stuff um stumble upon my um <laughs> my encounters with these peeps. So one day I was in Oxford Street. Um, I was walking past, and then um. They had like the little Dianetics stand set up, so he made this machine. So essentially, you it's like it, it, he's he call it an e-reader or oh, oh yeah, I forgot the name. It's but basically two tin cans. Yeah, it's the two, string. yeah two tin cans, and it's connected to this unit um, that has two dials on it. Um, so on the dials, basically, what happens is you hold these two tin cans and you divulge information. Like so, I remember you held it and then you get like a baseline reading. And then mm. they ask you questions like, oh, how are you feeling? And mm. and they're like, I remember she was like, oh, um, think about a time when you were last angry. And like, mm. and then immediately the, the dial will be like swinging <laughs> to the left, like going, going mad. Like, I mean, to the right, just like off the scales and stuff. So, like, okay, perfect. Let's just stay here for a second. And then like getting me to talk about all this personal stuff. Um, on the street. On, on the street. Road. So we're talking Oxford Circus. No, Oxford Street, um, 
by John Lewis. They've set up a table. People are passing by and stuff. Mm-hmm. They've got multiple of these chairs and like these people ready to administer these diagnetics machines or whatever it's called. Um, and then yeah, I just remember like just getting really deep really really quickly like i don't know what psychological How techniques old were they you? so I, I must have been i think i was like it was school time so i was probably like 15 16 years that's dirty man it was one of those ones like after to school. a child yeah after idiots school, after school go west end i'm type pissed situation. now like, that's that's disgusting yeah. like looking back on it that's actually pretty low like that's next level yeah like it's like it's really bad when i think about it I didn't see it like trying that to get children. So the worst one was actually um, I was slightly older. So now I was now I'm in college. So oh okay, so yeah, you're so the, you know nice the, and mature eighteen yeah. year old. Yeah, because we all made great decisions when we were eighteen. No, I'm not even. I'm talking like sixth form. So I would have been seventeen. Now. Oh no! Like A level time. Oh, so, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. So like pre uni. Um, Love that. So Still yeah, going mind, for it. Yeah, minding my own business, finished college, <laughs> going down to West End again. I don't know why I kept, like, that was my go-to spot for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> really? Like, this, maybe it's, like, where I went to blow off steam or whatever, but, um, yeah. Anywho. Yeah, so I was walking down Goose Street, and I remember I got approached by this lady, and she approached me in a really, really nice way. Like, she seemed, she reminded me of, like, an, an aunt, because she was a black lady, and just... Being really um, nice to Being you. really nice, being really kind. I was like, oh, who's this just striking up conversation? <laughs> and she, like, obviously came across um, really professional and, like, I was, and I saw, obviously, because to me, it doesn't, they don't, it doesn't just say Scientology. It just looks like a bookshop. So it's like the diet. Right. So I didn't know what <laughs> diagnetics was. I was like, okay, maybe this is, like, um, a, a, a New York Times bestseller or, or some type. Of but I, also she's, she's talking to you because she, not, that, that's a technique. That's a tactic. To not be a super pushy salesperson. Yeah, exactly. Like, but to like be like, oh, like I can take care of you. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, and she's like, oh, we've got this film that's starting soon. It's free. Um, would you be interested in going? Like, I think you'd really get some value from seventeen-year-old child. So, yeah, yeah. And that, like, it was one of those ones. Is like, um, what looking back on it, she was really smart. So the conversation started outside. She then was like, oh, let's just get out of the way out of everybody that's passing no. by. And then it's like, now I'm in the foyer. This is some grooming and then, shit, man. And then the next thing I know, she's like, hands, literally hands this ticket. So they didn't, there was Like no, a movie ticket. Yeah, like a movie ticket. There was no need to be handing a ticket. And I, looking back on it, I think about the psychology of it. It's like, you're giving something to someone for free. Yeah, she's legitimizing like, it. Yeah, it looks like it should be worth some yes. sort of value yeah whereas it's basically a receipt from Poundland yeah pretty That's much all it but is. I just saw it red fancy looked like a film ticket mm. um, and she's like yeah why don't you just go up it's literally just half an hour oh my um, god like half an hour to 45 minutes no um, no a movie is either half an hour or 45 <laughs> minutes you don't there's no fluid movies out there, man. Yeah. And then bear in mind as well, we've like we've just had a conversation on like the movie the, is thirty eight minutes yeah, long. We've had a conversation. Come on. on, on like a semi intellectual level. I don't feel like I'm being conned. I'm intrigued. Yeah, but you're as, seventeen. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Sorry, just, yeah. I'm pissed. You know. Sorry. Go on, keep going, keep going. So yeah. <laughs> He's out. He's so good. I go up now. Praise and then God. I go up. <laughs> so oh I, mate. I if go, you joined Scientology, we wouldn't be here right I know, now, you know. It'd be mad. So yeah, I go upstairs. You'd be so unhappy without me. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just slaving away. Yolo, let's go. Sorry. In a in a navy uniform. Yolo, yolo. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So we go upstairs now, and then um, I'm watching this film. And it, Wait, I, you're upstairs in an undisclosed location? No, I'm not undisclosed. <laughs> I'm upstairs in Goose Street watching a film in some makeshift cinema. Is there anyone with you? Uh, no, it was one one of a friend from college. So we both got roped into this. Oh, well, at least you had each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So then, what was the movie about? I I just remember it was like some a bunch of sub stories and like, um, it it ends with the person like um, like enacting principles from Dianetics and to find out more get the book and and to get it it was just a big massive sales pitch essentially yeah um and then i remember just um my friend at the time was like yo we need to go like i think they must have snapped to their senses and was like yo we've got shit to do we used to go west end that's both times where your friends have like yeah exactly yeah because I, I i was clearly in some sort of trance like ready to be swept and then yeah we just mm. literally just head down walk f- fast eight just hot stepped it out of the room and and just left it and just damn but yeah it wasn't until later that i i, I wasn't able to connect the dots at the time because obviously i just saw dianetics i didn't see i didn't know that dianetics was is the gateway is the gateway to scientology mm. um i didn't <laughs> yeah it's Scientology is a mad one. Um, I think they're just mad in terms of like they really go all out when it comes to protecting their own. Um, yeah. And like for example, they have a policy of fair game. So if you're against Scientology, they're gonna come at you. Yeah, they call like, it a fair game, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, hmm. Like they're gonna make websites about you. They're gonna make videos about smear you. campaigns. Yeah, they literally like for example, if you watch the BBC Panorama um, documentary, like they come after this guy. Like, mm. it's, it's, it's so it's nuts. not only people that have left Scientology, but people are just pro- just against it point blank. Yeah, mm. and then I think another thing as well is like they it's it's not credible now, but they tried the classic tricks of like having celebrities that are involved in in Scientology. So the most notable ones would be um, John Travolta, um, mm. Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, who else was in it? Uh, there was rumors about um, Will Smith being in it. And yes. then do you remember um they tried to recruit him at a wedding a celebrity we- wedding. Yeah. And also Leah Remini who's an American actress she's uh, like was in best it. mates with J-Lo. She yeah all right. <laughs> she was born into it and she brought her kid into it. Yeah. But then she she and her husband and daughter left and thankfully her mum left with her. Um but she they had smear campaigns on her and she's since created a documentary a couple of seasons now where yeah. she talks to survivors of Scientology and they all have the same story. It's always it's all the same thing. And the main same thing, trends. Yeah. The main thing I remember her saying was um they treat celebrities they treat the indoctrination yes. of celebrities much, much different to yeah. the indoctrination of a normal person. Yeah. So and I also would they're have just gone, given special treatment. Yeah. There there's a celebrity centre in, yeah, in exactly, LA yeah. the only celebrities are allowed I to I would have to gone through like the, 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 the peasants no, the normal peasant the peasant yeah, yeah, yeah. indoctrination <laughs> whereas if you're Will Smith he would have had like the VIP like yeah um, success stream and then isn't um what's her name from Handmaid's Tale Elizabeth 
I forgot her surname. Um, yeah, I mean, her fam, her parents are signed to, but this is the thing. It's when your parents are, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. When your parents are Scientologists, chances are you were raised in it. Chances yeah. are. It's, but it's not like, um, I think some, some people, especially if you're a celebrity, can go further into it. You can basically choose to be a sort of secular Scientologist. Yeah. Whereas if you're a normal person, it's, all, you're all in or you're not. Yeah. Kind of, that's the vibe I get, is that celebrities, you're allowed to sort of kind of be in it. Yeah, it's a bit more hands off because I think because they don't they'd rather they don't want to spook you like you're but also they'd rather that you have only good things to say about it and if you've ever felt pressured to do anything from them then that's obviously you know but she won't say whether she's Scientology I mean it's not really our business but um, I mean the 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 thing that the thing that I find really depressing about the whole thing is the shunning and the the suppressive people stuff. yeah they call yeah that's their big thing like they call you an sp a suppressive person and like part of the indoctrination is to make you fear being labeled an sp yeah because a suppressive person is somebody that doesn't have the ability to go clear like yes. it's not yeah, and that's that's clear. a major faux pas like no i must go, go clear i have to go clear i have to cross over the bridge like and the thing too is so you were saying that they create more levels of the bridge yeah. because people got were yeah, they were, up too yeah quickly. <laughs> but then there is a certain you, i think you get to level eight or something and then they tell you the secrets of the universe yeah and then it ends up being like a really ridiculous science fiction type story which is what you would expect from a science fiction author and it's by the way it's given to you in a briefcase and then like you're locked in a room and then you have to and they tell you the story no and then you have to open it in private and then they come and have a consultation with you yeah. after and like some people go mad because they can't handle it and it's just and wacky. it's basically that we're all thetans we're all spirits yeah. and that there is an, a volcano somewhere that's going to explode and kill all of us or something I don't know. Literally the the workings of a science fiction writer. Yeah. Um, and that we've all got thetans coming off of us, like little spores. And there's good and bad and, and off whatever. I'm, I keep thinking about how lucky I was. Like, my goodness. Well, the thing is, like you said, I think the unique aspects of Scientology is it doesn't start off that way. Yeah, it, they they reserve not. that craziness for much later. Yeah. When you've already given your mortgage, your life savings, your family members, your friends, you've already given up so much that what else do you have other than this this yeah. group, right? I just saw it as, oh, this is just a psychology book that could totally, potentially which help is me what, overcome what gets certain people issues. In. Yeah, it was. And I think with the celebrity stuff is like, they, um, they program celebrities to attribute their success to yeah, Scientology. Yeah, everything's a, as a result of yeah. Scientology. Yeah. Like, your whole career path everything <laughs> and work, if you yeah. and obviously this is centered in LA where all of them are act- actors and if yeah. you got if you auditioned a bunch of times and you got the job that was because of Scientology yeah. if you didn't then you need to go to more courses yeah. madness <sighs> nuts but yeah Def please please Amazing if you can if you're gonna watch a documentary on it watch Going Clear it's yep. so well made one of my favorite documentaries of all time Hello. It is. Love that. And I love the. Um, I remember I even downloaded the soundtrack, the the Whirly. Um, I, I I would I would play it, but I would get a copyright yeah. strike. Right. Okay. Join yeah. to go through the next one. Yeah. Okay. So this one's called Jonestown. Um. So it's called the People's Temple, and Jim Jones was the leader of the People's Temple. Um. He started off in San Francisco. He had thousands of followers. Um, but then he got a bit too much press on him 
people questioning what what his deal was and what he was what he was up to. So he decided to move to Guyana, um, and the whole purpose was to create a utopia. Um, so he created the People's Temple Agricultural Project in Guyana, and the Guyana government, the government didn't do shit. They didn't they didn't keep tabs on him. Nothing. They didn't they didn't question it. They just let him l- let loose. Yeah, which I found bizarre. That's kind of the first red flag for me. Is that they just didn't t- they didn't go near it. Um, J- Jonestown is actually a, ch- a town in Guyana. Yeah. Um, and then there's a neighboring Georgetown. Uh, that will come into play later, but basically, again, kind of going back to the the the, princip- the I guess the criteria of cults, this idea of like wanting to create utopia, and he had thousands of followers that would that basically up up and left their life in America to move to Guyana to, to Guyana yeah. to achieve this this utopia. Um, but what in reality what really ended up happening was as as is typical with cults is that you get humiliated or um, swept up in like things you don't want to do in this case regularly beaten blackmailed like kind of in Scientology where they create this you know bank of evidence against you to use against you all of your dirty laundry like it's kind of like that kind of stuff where they'd blackmail them um they were asked to sign over their homes and possessions. So get, give all their wealth to, to Jonestown. Well, to Jim Jones. Um, black people and people of colour were convinced that if they ever left, they would be round up and put in concentration camps. So they were, again, that kind of emotional manipulation. Yeah. Families were encouraged to stay apart and tell on each other. Um, and... Anyway, so this was going on in the 70s, by the way. Um, actually, for the Scientology, it was... Um, 2000, Scientology, I feel, is like one of the younger... No, didn't that start in like the... the um, but it really had its heyday in like the early 2000s, I feel. I feel like its heyday was in the 90s. Yeah, well, that's kind of what yeah. I'm saying. Anyway, so Jonestown was in the late 70s. Anyway, so there's the Congress... So, Guyana, like, you know, hundreds of people, nearly, like, I think it was, at that point, thousand, uh, just over a thousand, say, um, that were living up and, what well, or not, <laughs> giving up their homes and everything they had for this thing. Um, and again, it kind of gathered a bit of attention again. There was a lot of suspicion. What what are a bunch of American people doing moving to this place? Well, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. Um, so the congressman at the time, uh, Leo Ryan, uh, he visited the agricultural project. He visited Jonestown to kind of investigate and see what was up. Yeah. Um, and he actually made an assessment that it was kind of all okay. I think there must have been, you know, they kind of like a Ofsted inspection, you know, you sort out paperwork, you get everything yeah. looking clean and cute before the visitor comes, yeah. right? I don't know. I don't know what happened, but basically he was like sort of all right with it. But Jim Jones was like, nah, we're done. Like, it's already too late. We've got too much on us. Like, we're done kind of thing. So um, Jim Jones, uh, so the congressman, he, uh, on his way back, you know, got went to the airport. Uh, there was an assassination attempt on him in the car to get there, and it failed. But then, when he got there, he was actually eventually assassinated. So he didn't even get to leave Guyana. He 
before he even got on the plane. Yeah. Wait, so Jim Jones felt like the congressman had seen too much? Yeah. I or think so. What, what he was, but I thought the congressman was like, oh, this is okay. But it didn't they, ma- I think it didn't matter. So he was probably too paranoid. He just yeah. didn't want any information coming yeah. out. Um, so he was assassinated at the airport before leaving. He's actually the second only... He was the second congressman in history to be assassinated. Like, so this is this was like a huge deal. Yeah. Um, and actually, after, shortly after this, like days after, I think, Jim Jones created a tape where he kind of broadcast it to the kind of like on megaphones to the town Jonestown yeah um to say well the people that set up shop there Jonestown exists before and after him but anyway um to say that uh we need to commit revolutionary suicide wait Um, what yeah so it's like a revolutionary suicide commit suicide but he just put a nice spin on it and that you'll be able to we have some reincarnation or that oh you know something goodness. good will happen and this is good for us because we're finally saying goodbye to you know all the evil in the world blah blah, blah. he's trying to kill off all the witnesses or something is no this? he's trying to kill off everyone just say it's just it's a delusion it's worth mentioning these leaders are delusional yeah, yeah. when there's a leader they're delusional <laughs> if they think they're a messiah or deserve to have this kind of power or if they're science fiction writers exactly there's there's a delusion there so he he created this concept or you know he it's like a 45 minute long tape that i think you can listen to yeah on youtube or something i haven't listened i don't want to take in that energy because <laughs> um, it's what's um, what i'm about to say is really really tragic but basically so this is in 1978 this whole thing's going down um he convinced uh all of this talent in this in this process of revolutionary suicide to poison themselves so he had some of his followers kind of near the top again yeah. near the top of that pyramid to get a bunch of kool-aid type drink like fruit juice yeah and lace it with uh, cyanide tranquilizers and sedatives mm-hmm. and uh it resulted in uh 918 people dying 300 of which were aged 17 and under <sighs> The babies and the young children were fed the the drink first, so they were f- they were poisoned first, and then the adults would then poison themselves. And the only people that escaped this were people that were in the neighbouring town. I don't know, went to go get groceries or some shit. Yeah. Um, and a few others that hid under a bed or kind of came to their senses and didn't do it and didn't t- do it, yeah. or that they made a mistake when they did it type thing they didn't drink it properly or whatever it is um so this is one of the largest maths deaths and deaths in american history this 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 whole thing um so jones himself died of a gunshot wound i didn't actually get to like figure out maybe i didn't look hard enough somebody killed him i i was just about to say i didn't get to figure out um or look hard enough into how that happened uh i don't i couldn't really figure out whether he did it himself or someone did it to him um, but what they really psyched me out, man. They're like, because you see, if you, t- I'm, I'm not encouraging people to do this, but if you ever um, type it, there's just these pictures, these images of people lying. They look like they're sunbathing, but they're just, they're just dead. They're just. So they were all asked to take this poison and then come outside and go somewhere together. Yeah. And then they're kind of all dropped as the poison kicked in. So you know, so much for reaching utopia, <laughs> like madness and then 
um, as people came in to investigate, I think police saw obviously the people that survived it yeah. or came back from Georgetown to see this raised alert and you know got the authorities involved and millions of dollars of cash was found stored and weaponry and you know notes and all this kind of stuff and sh- sure enough you know the the people's temple organization disbanded quickly and filed bankrupt- bankruptcy it just yeah. didn't mean anything anymore because you didn't the cult leader died right like it's it just loses its um impact yeah um yeah madness I'm blown away by that. That's scary. But this is the extent that it can go to where you believe that you're doing something good for this leader and you don't consider the leader to have any flaws. Yeah. And you've really bought into this idea because what else do you have? You've given up your house. You've given up your friends. You've moved to a different country. Yeah. Different continent even. Like, yeah. You've given over Madness. so much of yourself. But imagine you. those people that injected this into their ch- into their baby before they then put it into themselves. Imagine how conditioned and manipulated you would have had to have been yeah. to to do that to your child. That's that just like kind of says it all to me that it's like people aren't in their right mind when they're in this stuff. Yeah. That it's not, and that's probably the most tragic outcome that can come out of cults is that you've you would give your life to it or you'd kill someone for it. Um, Another one it reminds me of is, uh, I think people may have heard of Charles Manson. He was a serial killer. But a big thing, his his kind of method was unique in that he never actually killed anyone himself. He convinced people to do it for him. Yeah. And that's that kind of thing where it's like psychological manipulation where you believe you're doing it for the right... You're, yeah. You're doing it for this leader. Um, yeah, madness. That's really dark. It's so dark. Gonna eat a biscuit now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I'm actually really stunned. I've never heard I Oh my days. It's the logical outcome. That's yeah. what we have to remember. It's the logical outcome. Where you're where you are willing to give up your life or you're willing to give up someone else's or give or give up your body or like the, I haven't even gone into and then again, all of the more, hundreds of sex cults out there. <laughs> again as well, like it ha- it seems to have like across the Scientology one and that one and then the the Moonies or whatever you mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. they all seem to have like a very similar starting point whereby people are well intentioned and they're trying to do yeah, better yeah, yeah. for themselves or No, always, always And then they're just but they get swept up into somebody else's delusion and it's just like my mm-hmm. goodness. And like, yeah, as you said that like, it can either like I guess oh I can't I'm sorry, I'm really stunned right now. Go on, what are you going to say? No, I was going to say, like, obviously it can end in tears and the tears is either, like, tears at your funeral or it's tears of, like, a life wasted (laughs) or it's, like, tears over, like, people you've pushed away. It's, like, it's... Yeah. It's very, very... Well, that's... I think that's a really important... It's a really important point to make because that's not to say that this is common. Yeah. This is a, a, a... One of the largest mass deaths in American history. This is not something that... You know, you should expect over a thousand people, yeah. you know, to go to this thing and over 900 people to die from it. That That's a, you know, not to say it's unique, but it, it's, it's an extreme outcome yeah. of what cults can do. I think the most, mostly is what you've said is that, you know, you don't, um, you lose, you lose contact with people that yeah. you loved uh, or who love you or you, 
you lose mostly it's just you lose your sense of self you yeah. don't you've now given up your identity to this this other thing um and what are you without it and, the, and people don't want to, they don't want to ask that question that's not so important to them what's important to them is the cause if they're fighting for this cause then all is well because they're fighting for a, a better world right can i take it one step further mm. this might touch a nerve with some people listening as well not i'm not thinking of anyone in particular but just generally like it makes me think of abusive relationships as well yeah of because course. there's that same like notion of like hope for something better yes um, yes you see glimmers of like something you like you feel like you can grow with this person or something and the and ends then, justify the means yeah right? exactly and you get led down a certain garden path and stuff like it's yeah yeah and then it's really hard to leave because you've already invested so much into the relationship yeah, it's, it's like, humiliating if you leave yeah like it's yeah. like it can be i think like i i hear it um referred to sometimes in a relationship context as bondage or like yeah. toxic relationships and stuff but it seems to i guess to a lesser extent but the hallmarks are there like share a lot of similarities with cults like it's yeah it's this is dark man i can't <laughs> i want to end on a a slightly less uh, you know a violent note okay um, <laughs> yeah that one was should have started with that one and, and gone oh, up. oh sorry the, my bad well proper, like, we talked about <laughs> we talked about the cult of trump right yeah. and we talked about how trump himself is a a leader that people don't want to see flaws in yeah and this isn't to say so we're going to talk about QAnon which is like the most hip recent <laughs> messed up cult that is going around right now I'm not completely across this one I, all I've heard is there's some random guy called Q Donald Trump is is like a saviour and he's going to give like a, a he keeps dropping coded messages um, and that how there's a bunch of the Democrats are a bunch of pedophiles yes. and they want to drink the blood of, of young children because it's like the fountain of youth yes. and that they have them holed up in some pizza restaurant in Chicago or New York or something. And yes. Like, that's oh, for all someone I know. that's not amongst it, you seem to know a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> but so, yeah, so, but however crazy that sounded guys like that's exactly what it is <laughs> so um basically and that the the pizza thing you're referring to is pizzagate okay which is where um people believe that the likes of ellen and oprah and other liberal people yeah um liberal celebs are hiding children traf- trafficking children in the basements of pizza shops so when you ask, when you call to to order a pizza, what you're really doing is ordering a child. So then, what happened was, I need to find where this guy was eventually. Basically, this armed guy walked into a pizza hut, into a pizza shop, and like tried to hold it hostage. Was like looking for the children. Where are the children? And then he, the police came in, arrested him and stuff. Um, and. You could see the videotape as they're arresting him. Yeah. The pizza, the policemen to each other are like, oh, it's, it's Pizzagate. They're like, oh, like, kind of bemused by it. Um, they knew basically why it was happening because they'd heard of this Pizzagate thing and that, that there will be vigilantes out there trying to rescue the non-existent children. And how did Trump get roped into this? So I don't know. Well, I'm not in the, the you know, the Reddit 
whatever's they do where do they go parlor is that where they i don't know where they meet it's up Reddit, this i lot. think was the main main really okay it was well, like I'm, there was I'm Reddit, not in on these Facebook, on these feeds twitter it was across all social media it is platforms. and that's the thing worth mentioning with why it's so unique is that all the cults we've just mentioned before they were relying on physical interaction yeah. right whereas QAnon, for various reasons mostly the pandemic is has picked up pace online and in social media platforms so if you ever thought that a cult can be created that way like you're mistaken right it, it's it, yeah because when you use think of these, cults you think of like togetherness and stuff yes and, like, they keep, whereas like, you can now see the togetherness like is online wolves. yeah they're not lone wolves they're they're online they're just building community in different ways right yeah i mean lone wolves in terms of like their physical presence but like they gather well you say that but this is the thing and why people are calling QAnon a cult because the thing with it is that there's conspiracy theories out there there always will be Mm -hmm. but the the thing with QAnon is that there are family members that are sorry coming out and saying I've lost my son to QAnon or I've or I don't speak to my uncle anymore or he doesn't whatever because they believe that you know they're fighting for this cause and it's not that they're shunning their family necessarily but there's it's like causing real like familial strains yeah and like you could say that you know that's always the way with with politics but QAnon is different because Trump is hailed as the the savior of QAnon yeah and also as well again the same sort of hallmarks are there like in terms of like I'm not trying to justify it or this isn't like basically these people think they're trying to do some good by stopping child trafficking they're saving children yes and Trump is saving children and like I was saying before so again well intentioned totally and when you couple that with that they believe that Democrats are evil and that blood drinking children having people and that trump is the antithesis of that and it's going to save us all from that and then so then 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 of course when biden wins the presidency no way in hell did he do that because so the the votes were rigged right that was a whole other separate thing right but no way can they let biden get into the presidency because trump is our one true king he's the one that's going to save us and is going to help all the children so you know, I think the thing with the QAnon is like, there's, you know, the whole idea about children, right? Where he himself was a sexual predator yeah. of children, of, of a child. Um, the This idea that it was kind of on social media. Wait a second, hold on. That, that, you, you just, that just hit me. So Trump's allegedly been... He settled a lawsuit where he raped a 13-year-old. So he has m- much more tangible and close. This came, this came out before he became president. He was still elected president. And then the whole Epstein situation as well being pictured with him. So he has actual, like, there's actually smoke when it comes to Trump. Oh, God, yeah. No, they, no, it's like, it's, yeah, it's And there. yet he's the somehow the saviour against... Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Okay. When you're in a cult, you believe the leader can do no wrong. You're willing to have your blind spots where it's convenient. Does that make sense? Yeah. This is why you can This is why you can make the case. That QAnon is is part of this yeah. kind of club. Um, but other, it's just a digital form. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, so then when they storm the Capitol, right, they... And it's not to say that only QAnon people storm the Capitol. Yeah. 
But when you have that I conspiratorial, did see flags, no. hmm? I did see um, people holding up flags with the letter Q on it. Yeah, but like basically, if you're in QAnon, you're also likely to be in other conspiratorial groups yeah. because they will find each other, and the social media algorithms bring them to each other. So you know, the same people that believe that Biden is going to capture children and drink their blood is tends to be the same people that believe the election was rigged. So social media has basically done the heavy lifting in terms yes, of finding new yes, recruits. Exactly. They do, there is no pyramid necessarily where yeah. you're now recruiting others. The social media platforms are doing it for you. It's the I swear, they got the infrastructure start, is different. They got to start around. writing into these algorithms like how like if, Tom, if we know someone likes somebody it's likes a certain thing we have to open them up to other things as well and not just give them what but we listen, assume they want facebook themselves did a report yeah and they found that 64 percent of people that joined these groups were because facebook recommended it to them 64 percent more than half nearly nearly two-thirds of people in these groups are not there because they had an inclination to it. Yeah. They're there because it was recommended to them by Facebook. Because they would be susceptible By Facebook. So Facebook pushed them in their direction. Two-thirds of these people. And now they're out here taking pizza so the pizza, hostage. the pizza gates and the election is rigged. You know? Like, all of this stuff's connected. So when you when they storm the capital, they truly believe that they're going to bring democracy back. Yeah, because they're so whipped up. They're going to storm the capital to bring bring back Trump, like put Trump back in his rightful place. Only only Trump is the one true. So wait, what's president. going on with them now that obviously Trump has been deposed? Or so this they- is the interesting thing is like I'm seeing, and I've only really started to like dip my toe in this water i'm not i don't want to go down some rabbit hole where yeah, i just start don't. getting I'm not trying ang- to lose you out here no <laughs> not even getting lost in it where i'll just end up becoming angry and bitter oh, and annoyed okay. but i've i've seen a couple of things like a few videos here and there where people are either doubling down on their conspiracy yeah or they've started to wake up a little bit and go yeah. hold on a minute i don't know if this is gonna work like this doesn't work so I think one that was really funny actually was I watched it um, just now just yeah. to like refresh myself. So he basically, like I was saying, like some of these people, I'm like with them, and then they just take you down another road. Where he, so he was like, oh, you know, I've real, I've come to like reflect on all of this, and like I'm, I'm realizing that do you know when Trump, because context, Trump gave everyone this massive speech on the morning of the 6th of January, the day of the Capitol riots, to like truly amp them up, like get them fired up. And all the rhetoric and language around it was, you know, like really aggressive and violent, like fight for the Capitol, like go wild, all of this stuff. It's the reason why he was impeached uh, for his involvement in all, in all of that. Um, and then there was also a uh, a big rally the night before as well to try and like ram people up again so anyway so he's saying so this guy yeah he's like oh he they, it was all on purpose it was all tr- they, he wanted us to get amped up so that we would destroy the build like so we would cause havoc and destroy the building and cause our own demise and i'm i'm listening i'm like yeah you're right like you cl- you've clocked on that he 
yeah he's you know like he doesn't up. care about yeah. you and that he doesn't actually want any of this for for you he wants all of this for himself and he doesn't care whether you lot get arrested and all this sort of stuff um but then he lost me because he went and because what he's trying to do is they want to get rid of our guns <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> so by coming, storming the capital and getting, getting you know, arrested and getting felonies, you're not allowed to own a firearm and stuff oh, like that. Oh, so but he saw it as a trap. Setting up a trap, but yeah. also they were saying that, you know, by coming in with this violent insurrection, that the government themselves would have a case to get rid of guns because yeah. then that would mean you wouldn't have this violent kind of armed you know, people coming into government buildings like this. They really see themselves as the last line of defense, don't they? Yes. And and so like I was with you and then and then I wasn't, bro. Like I can't I can't get behind that message. But then there's other people that are dub super doubling down on this whole thing and, and saying this isn't over. And they're like, every time Trump says anything, this is obviously before you got Twitter right removed. But um uh, his Twitter account, sorry, but yeah, like they would dissect his speeches and say, okay, or well, the first, you know, did you hear when he said the first on the the first letter of this word and the second letter, or whatever, or what was behind him was a United States flag, but this flag had a gold rim, and the gold rim means wartime, so it's time to go to war. It's like they really will go in on trying to find a reason. These people to were ready. They were the just movement. they were just waiting for the signal or any excuse yes. to to get and active. Stephen Hassan, the cult expert who wrote a book on the cult of Trump, he 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 says uh, that you know seventy four million people that voted for Trump, they're not all in this cult. Yeah. They all they don't all espouse this stuff or believe it. Um, but there's a certain subsection. There's now. a subsection, and then they they kind of help each other out because again if you're conspiratorial you're more likely to and with combined with the facebook algorithms you're going to get suggested those other things but you know most most of those people that voted for trump are either not really into the democrats due to all the misinformation campaigns about them being socialists and communists and stuff or you just are republican you're you know registered as a republican you're going to vote for the republican um and then there's a lot of other people that you know wanted to give Trump a second go. Yeah. They just kind of liked him or whatever. Um, but the people that, especially after the sixth, who are still like, how much more can this guy do to prove to you that he's not, yeah. he's a narcissist. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about his country. He only cares about himself and better at the betterment of himself. And I think fair few people are, you know, seeing that, but the people that don't are subjected to this kind of indoctrination yeah. where you, they found this community online and they're all sharing this misinformation. And the real tricky thing, which I don't think we're going to get a real quick fix on, is how do you convince someone that what they're reading and seeing is not correct information yeah. when for four years they've been told about fake news yeah. and that they've been told that they're an independent thinker this one is and insane, this kind of like... stuff is only for the people that seek out the truth, da-da-da-da-da. The irony is none of the stuff you're reading is true. I but, feel like with this know, one, it's a very disjointed um phenomena and like for example it seems like i don't think that trump was actively um priming them for QAnon, but i feel like trump allowed late basically trump's existence allowed um fertile ground for QAnon to to thrive and when he when given the opportunity to denounce them he yeah. didn't take it multiple times so 
So it was even <sighs> even he was it, it was a publicized TV debate where Feels it was like a the town stars hall. Aligned on this one. He didn't turn up to the second debate, so he created a town hall. Yeah, and the anchor asked him point blank, "Do you denounce QAnon, or do yeah. you not? Do you what do you say about QAnon?" And he said, "Oh, I don't really know about QAnon, but I know they're doing great work and they really believe in oh, children." So man. it's like, well, you do you know enough then, don't you, love? Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, so he at now every he's opportunity, using the QAnon peeps for him. Yeah, of course, because especially before the election, he knows that those people are watching, and they're yeah. they're going to be the reason why he might or might not get into yeah. office. He needs those people to turn out to vote. So he was coward. He was such a coward because he would never stand up for anything. He would. Even that first debate we saw, he told Proud Boys to stand back and stand by. Yeah, that right? was a hot mess. So those same people were the ones that turned up yeah. for the insurrection. And again, they truly believe that they're they're fighting for their country. The, maddest the irony thing, yeah. being that they're walking in with Confederate flags. Yeah. The <laughs> maddest know? thing here is is like this is like proof of concept for like future well, that's what they say is, a, is any in, attempted like kind of violent insurrection like this that isn't prop- properly dealt with, yeah. l- like by, you know, according to the law and everything is just a training exercise. Yeah. So what they're saying is like, if you don't address this and hold everyone fully, fully, fully accountable to the fullest extent, yeah. it, they just consider it a training exercise. And also, like, We've talked about this last yeah. time, like they see this as a big win. Cause yeah, it's it's a stepping stone. Cause yeah, now well, as they, well, now like, they're gonna go back and re- retreat. Yeah, take all the learnings, figure out okay, well, this is how we'll do better next time. And then also as well on, on the social media front, like if they do not fix those algorithms and stop feeding people what they want or yeah. what they assume what people want or priming people to be accepting of a certain thing, we're gonna be screwed like this like forevermore. Like, well, I think this, that's a good question. Is like, what is the next step? Like. When we think about next steps from QAnon and just, you know, social media and cults and all this kind of stuff. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say, but yeah. I feel like, yeah, like we've already talked about how social media has way too much of a grip on us. Yeah. It's like Trump- just now adding fuel to the fire. I just, it's this, this last one, like I know the other ones were like classic examples, but this one's really worrying because it feels decentralized. Yes. And I was just about to say, the, the the thing with cults is that there is a leader. Yeah. Now he's gone or he's been temporarily silenced. Yeah. It remains to be seen what happens. Who takes his place? Um, do people that believe in QAnon believe that there is a successor to Trump that yeah. will save all the children? Right? Like we don't, this Q we don't person know how is, this is anonymous, right? Yes. And we don't know what form the this will now take when he is no longer the president. Yeah. So I think it's really sorry, I think it's really interesting. I think it it's there is, I feel, and Stephen Hassan believes this too, like there is hope um, that because he doesn't hold that kind of seat anymore, he will never have that kind of power again. Yeah, and he's not going to be so divisive. And, and like, he we doesn't want, have yeah, 74 million people behind people him. Be people like to say that. People like to rhetoric. say, oh, 74 pe- pe- yeah. million people. Like, yeah, they voted for him, but not all of them are down for him, right? They're just down for the Republican Party or whatever it is. Um so yeah, I think there is hope and like, you know, if the, if the social media platforms get their ish together and um, I think slowly you can sort of see the QAnon believers unravel. Yeah. Like some of them are trying to, as, as with up. cults, yeah. as with cult messages, you try and rationalize it. And the, the process of deprogramming is you start to ask questions yeah. and some of them are trying to double down, but that's just a coping mechanism. It's to try and justify what's happening. I guess this like, 
this whole Biden presidency, like I guess specifically um, in this QAnon case, if he can at least just help like turn the temperature down a bit, like in terms yeah. of like the level of divisiveness and yeah, like hopefully that will help with that one. But yeah, I feel like it's kind of scary. The groundwork has been laid for like the next big one. Like it's yeah, it feels like this is. I don't know. If, I'd be interested to see if like if there's historical um, examples of cults like in different time eras or is this like because it's I feel like human our like our psychology and like our char- our behavioral characteristics lend ourselves to be swept up by these cults right so I want to know is this is this like a long running thing like we've always been facing is this like one of the flaws of being human or yeah is is this like an ever evolving thing that we're dealing with like do you get what I'm yeah. saying yeah you'd be interested to know but yeah I guess yeah you happy to leave it there or yeah yeah that was a good one I felt like uh, I'm still very disturbed by the Jim Jones situation yeah um, geez. And, I, and I'm wondering why on earth the sorry I always bring up rap there's a rapper called Jim Jones why did you name yourself after this guy like I'm, I'm confused maybe not after that guy or but I would say so going back to QAnon like again you can see how they're willing to put their life on yeah. the line they're willing to and you know cause an insurrection cite an insurrection like put themselves in the in in the way of police yeah. in the way of armed capital you know albeit we are learning more about that whole situation and how that was more of an inside job than we'd like to we'd like to believe um and that they were assisted and so it was a you know ridiculous number of police that weren't on on the premises etc but anyway my point being is like they're willing to to really do it all to to achieve their goals and, and they've got and a taste of success like so to speak they might yeah maybe like, i might it might completely dissolve who knows yeah. but hopefully the fbi does their job and and clamp yeah. down on everyone but that no was my, my point is is that the the again coming back to the common themes of cults is like you know these people you have to ultimately like have pity for them they're not yeah. they're not seeing or thinking straight you know they're they're believing in a better world they want a better world to them a better world is where trump is in his rightful seat and they get to have the the country to themselves and get the immigrants out and you know that to them is a better world yeah. and they're very optimistic in achieving that and they're willing to band together to make it happen at their core they're not bad people but my goodness well maybe a lot of them are near nazis and racists and you know anti like all of the um it's not to excuse their character yeah but it's to it's to have compassion for the for the process of indoctrination right doesn't mean i'm going to be mates with you when you deprogram you're still a racist i'm not i don't want you near me but do i'm saying it's just it's just to kind of consider the process of indoctrination rather than just chalk it up to they're a bunch of idiots it's not that it's not that simple and when when we know that facebook themselves have said that two-thirds have you know they would never have otherwise have gone to these things like that's so tragic to me that is shameful it's tragic and all the families have been split from this whole situation like yeah Yeah. anyway there is hope there is hope a lot of food for thought there Thanks for joining us in this yeah. somewhat depressing Please don't talk. get swept up into a cult if you're listening. Like that's not. It's not that I simple. don't know. I know you can't see it coming half the time, but no. just be mindful. If you start seeing it, you're cutting people out of your life. 
just take that by as that a sign. Too, take, by that point, you're too late. Just Or if you're thinking about cutting people out of your life, just question, am I in a cult? Just the next time you, you look <laughs> at someone... I think we should be doing that yeah. the first conversations we yeah. ever have with people. Literally, next time you, you're going through your phone book and you're ready to either block someone on Instagram <laughs> or unfollow them on Twitter, just ask yourself, am I in a cult? Let that that's be... Not the, that's not... I think that's the only I would, hope. I would divert to the experts on that. Don't talk, Don't listen to no, Tom No, I'm just one. saying, like, just that could be your opportunity okay it's not a foolproof way but i'm just saying it's a telltale sign tom's method is not recommended by the experts okay (laughs) love that for us thank you everyone thanks guys see you later on all of the things (laughs) (laughs) we're not doing that all right bye Bye. guys